It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, we have all kinds of fun. April has officially arrived. April Fool's Day was full of all kinds of crazy things. Crazy fake announcements from the Walt Disney World parks, as well as Ben Affleck starring in the next Star Wars films. All kinds of fun for April Fool's hijinks. But let's press on. And this week, for show number 69... For the week of April 3rd, 2014, we have all kinds of fun as we're going deep into your childhood. And somebody that you grew up with, somebody that you grew up alongside with for the past 18 years. That's right, I am talking about Woody, Buzz, the Toy Story gang, and all of them with their very special owner, Andy. And we have none other than John Morris, the voice of Andy in every single Toy Story film stopping in here this week here at the show. John's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. How he originally got the spot in the very first Toy Story, the first computer animated film in history to hit the screens, as well as growing up as Andy for the past 18 years. He has voiced every single moment that you've heard of Andy from Toy Story 1, 2, and even the touching heartfelt goodbye in Toy Story 3. And John's going to stop in and share all his memories from these films, which moments were his most special, maybe what were his favorite toys when he was a child, and what is he doing now? And John's going to share all of that as he stops in later in the show. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, no show would be complete without the D-Team. And we have Aaron here answering all of your questions. You have questions, he has answers. And he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions with I Want to Know. We also have Lexi back, our D-Team member from Down Under. And she's going to take that trip down the Hollywood Walk and give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, John Morris and the Toy Story films. And let's not forget Caitlin. Caitlin's stopping in with WDW in 2 with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts this week. And no show would be complete without the Magical Music Review. And we have Paige stopping in with the Magical Music Review as she's going to take a trip down memory lane with all your favorite things from the Toy Story franchise in honor of our special guest here this week. So all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of fun. Tons of news hot off the D-wire. We have John Morris. Yes, Andy. For the last 18 years, stopping in here at the show and all kinds of fun. So let's officially kick off April and spring and getting that much closer to Easter arriving. So let's kick off show number 69 for the week of April 3rd, 2014 with a little bit of Toy Story memories. Try not to tear up, D-heads, and I'll be right back. Woody? What's he doing in there? There's a snake in my boot. What? <laughs> now Woody, he's been my pal for as long as I can remember. He's brave, 
like a cowboy should be, and kind and smart. But the thing that makes Woody special is he'll never give up on you, ever. He'll be there for you, no matter what. You think you can take care of him for me? Okay then. got a friend in me When the road looks rough ahead And miles and miles from your nice warm bed Just remember what your old pal said You've got a friend in me Yeah, you've got a friend in me Got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. If you got troubles, I got them too. Isn't anything I wouldn't do for you? We'll stick together, we can see it through. Cause you got a friend in me. None of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you. As the years go by, our friendship never die. You're gonna see it's our destiny. You've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend. Yeah, you've got a friend in me Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish your recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at Code Red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a... It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents a totally new animated motion picture event. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Ah! I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw. Fuck me again. I don't like confrontations. Buzz, look, an alien. Where? Ah! 
You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? He can't fly. Yes, I can. Can't. Can. Can't. 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 This holiday season, the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Look out! Can. Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and it is show number 69 for the week of April 3rd, 2014. And this week, as we continue to go down that magical memory lane, as I already mentioned, for the past 18 years, many of you have grown up with Toy Story, you've passed it on to your kids, and we have none other than the voice of Andy. In every single Toy Story film, John Morris stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We also have the D-Team back as we have Aaron, Lexi, Caitlin, and Paige all stopping in with their signature segments. So all kinds of fun is lined up this week here at the show as we continue to go down that magical memory lane with all the Toy Story films and more. And welcoming John Morris, yes, Andy, from every Toy Story film stopping in here very shortly as well. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. 
There you can find our complete list of past shows, the full archives, and more. Our latest news blogs, social media, the D-Team, everything is right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always connect up with the show right there in the palm of your hand on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio right there as well. So, all of you D-heads, as we officially kick off show number 69, let's jump right into news. And there is a ton of things going on this week within the Disney company. But how about one that is following suit to something the Disney company has done? And Universal Orlando following Disney in raising their parking rates. That's right, it wasn't too long ago that we saw an increase in parking prices for both Universal Orlando and Disney World. That's right, this week the prices have gone up again, this time for parking. On Sunday, Disney raised its regular parking rate from $15 to $17 a day. And on Thursday, less than a week later after Disney increased its parking rate, Universal Orlando raised its parking fee from $16 to $17, matching Disney dollar for dollar. Now let me tell you, I am glad I stay on the grounds when I go to the Walt Disney World parks, but $17 a day is what it's going to cost you now to park at Universal Orlando or the Walt Disney World Resorts if you go to any park on a given day. Boy, that is a chunk out of your vacation. Times that by five days. Now, continuing on with park news and other different things, how about Fast Pass Plus enhancements that are coming as the Disney chairman has stated? Walt Disney World is making a change in its new Fast Pass Plus program that will allow guests to reserve a Fast Pass at more than three attractions in a day. The announcement was made this last Wednesday by Walt Disney Parks and Resorts chairman Tom Staggs on the Disney Parks blog. As he has noted, we've heard from a number of guests that they would like the opportunity to add additional Fast Pass Plus entitlements during their visit. In addition to the they can plan in advance, he said. Now here's how it'll work. Once a guest has used up three reservations they have booked, they can go to FastPass Plus kiosks and reserve another pass. Once they've used that pass, they can go back to a kiosk and reserve another one, and so on. It's important to note that you cannot make an extra reservation using My Disney Experience app. Staggs has also stated, we also heard that other guests like the fact that with FastPass Plus service that they could use FastPass when they are park hopping. So they're working on a service entitlement and enhancement that's going to add that feature as well. Staggs has also reported that about 3.5 million people have now been involved in the testing for My Magic Plus so far, and he did not say when the enhancements were going to be available. Now, since we are talking about the parks, how about something that isn't necessarily uh, good park news, but it is something that is on the lookout and a Disney World cast member attacked at the Art of Animation Resort. Now, Orange County deputies are searching for a man who tried to sexually batter a woman at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, this isn't great news. It's not happy news, but they said the cast member was working at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Now, deputies said that she went to clean a room in one of the Lion King buildings on Friday, March 28th, and was attacked by the man. She managed to fight him off, and he fled the room. She suffered some scratches on her chest and was transported to the hospital. The victim said the man was in his early 30s, approximately 5 feet 8 inches tall, and weighs about 260 pounds. He had short, dark hair, brown eyes, thin eyebrows, and a mole on the right side of his face and a tattoo of some sort on his upper arm. The cast member said he was wearing a dark colored baseball hat with a two inch red NYP letters on it and a white t-shirt with a red Air Jordan logo on it as well. Now they are searching for this. They do have artwork out there and a sketch composite for this person. So if you were in the Orlando area or at the Art of Animation Resort during that week and you might know something, definitely contact them and call the crime line at 800 423 
8477. Now, continuing on with news and park news, let's get through all the park news first here, all VD heads. And how about Walt Disney World releasing its 2014 Epcot Sounds Like Summer concert lineup? That's right. The Walt Disney World Resort released the lineup for Epcot's 2014 Sounds Like Summer concert series. Now, the Summer Music Festival features tribute bands that perform concerts at the American Gardens Theater in the Epcot World Showcase. Now, each year, Sounds Like Summer concerts offer Disney guests short, free concerts by popular artists from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Seven different tribute bands perform throughout the series, and Disney guests will be able to enjoy performances that celebrate the music of such artists like U2, Journey, and Boston. Now, so far, there's a variety of different things that have been released, and on June 8th, you're going to have a salute to the Eagles. June 15th, a tribute band to Journey. On the 22nd, a tribute to the Beach Boys. On the 29th, the Boston Experience. And moving into July, for July 6th, you're going to have a tribute to the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. June 13th, Slippery When Wet, The Ultimate. Bon Jovi tribute, and on July 20th, a tribute to U2. Now, concerts take place three times each night at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m., except for on 4th of July, on Independence Day, so definitely check it out and enjoy some music while you're there at Epcot, and it definitely is fun, especially if you're a fan of any of these bands from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now, continuing on, and this necessarily isn't Disney news, but it is connected to Disney in some way, and how about Nashville wanting to build a monorail in anticipation of even worse traffic. That is right. A Tennessee Senate voted 31 to 0 to conduct a feasibility study for a monorail in the state of Tennessee. That's right, just like the one at Walt Disney World or Seattle. An elevated electric train might sound strange, but so far it makes perfect sense for those in Tennessee. Now the train would run between Nashville and Murfreesboro, which is one of the most congested areas of the state with traffic according to Wired. Now traffic in the area is expected to get worse as population increases, and it seems there are a few other options available. Now, three days after the Tennessee Senate voted unanimously to conduct the study for the monorail, it passed the bill blocking the AMP, a rapid transit bus service in Nashville. Do they want mass transit or not, said Frank Daniels III, a Tennessean. Now, the Nashville monorail would be built on a median of I-24, so the state wouldn't have to acquire land from private owners, they said. Now, there's going to be a lot of different things to be determined, but if you're a fan of a monorail, you live in Tennessee, this might be something that's going to be good for you. I mean, it's going to help, you know, different things as population grows, but... You know, in a way, it is connected to Disney. Why not, right? Now, moving away from the parks and monorails and all that fun stuff, let's go to the small screen and Girl Meets World. Now, over the last few months, I've talked about Girl Meets World a variety of different times as it's following Corey Matthews and Topanga as they reprise their roles this time as parents. And this show is going to be debuting on the Disney Channel this summer. Well, how about the Girl Meets World cast has officially released a family portrait. That's right, Disney Channel has now released the first official cast photo of the Boy Meets World spinoff Girl Meets World, and it shows the next generation of the Matthews family in a modern light. Now, Girl Meets World picks up more than 10 years after Boy Meets World left off following the lives of Cory and Topanga as they raised their daughter Riley and son Augie. Now, Riley, a 7th grader, is a crazy fun girl and you also have her parents, Corey and Topanga, as they stand behind their kids with family, friends, and many others in this official cast photo. Now, there's a variety of people that are going to be involved with this show, and yes, there are going to be cameos. Let's just say pictures have already been released of, you know, Corey, Topanga, his mom, his dad, as well as his best friend. Yes, they have all been released in uh, a variety of different lights, and I am excited for this. I'm excited to pass it down to my kids, but now you can find it online anywhere else. The official first cast photo of the Boy Meets World spinoff, Girl Meets World, has been released, and you can look for it this summer 
on the Disney Channel. Now, moving into a little bit of gaming news, normally we have Randy on here who does the Disney multimedia segment. Well, Randy has recently gotten married, so congratulations, Randy. Enjoy your honeymoon and other things. But how about Nintendo's Disney Magical World for 3DS to be released next week? That's right. Coming up, as all of you love your Disney mobile apps and all of your gaming and Nintendo 3DSs, now you can get ready as the Disney Magical World is going to be coming to 3DS next week. And you can play with the worlds of Disney and all the different things in the palm of your hand. More information is to come on this, but it is going to be one that is highly popular because Disney's Magical World has continued to grow in popularity. Many of the posts, many of the releases, everybody is excited for this game to hit the 3DS. Now, continuing on with the small screen, and how about fish hooks? And everybody loves fish hooks on the Disney Channel and Disney Junior. Well, the time has come to say goodbye to fish hooks. That's right. It is airing its series finale tomorrow on April 4th. Yes, in the final episode, The Big Woo, it is graduation week and it is arriving at Freshwater High, raising emotions and testing B and Oscar's friendship when they grapple with the idea of finally admitting their feelings for one another. And to celebrate the show's three season run, they've got an exclusive clip all over online to gear you up for tomorrow. Now B, being voiced by Chelsea Kane, is asking her parents, Mr. Goldfishberg, voiced by Noah Jones, and Mrs. Goldfishberg, voiced by Edie McClurg, and how they knew they were right for each other. Now this is the series finale, and Fish Hooks is a, is a great fun show. It's something different, something unique, definitely done in that Flash animation style. Tomorrow night, April 4th, Eastern Standard Time, on the Disney Channel. Now, continuing on with the small screen and in, in different sorts and other different things, how about a Fenton senior going to prom with the Disney Channel actress Allie DeBerry after a video promposal, they're calling it. Yes, one video, more than 1,500 retweets, and one date with an actress later, Justin Hang will be going to Fenton's prom on May 3rd. A happy man. Yes, Hang, an 18-year-old senior at Fenton High School, asked the actress Allie DeBerry, known for her acting role as Paisley on Disney Channel's Ant Farm to prom in a YouTube video, and he posted the title Allie DeBerry Promposal on March 20th. After sending a tweet to the actress, DeBerry responded saying she'd join him on May 3rd for the dance if he got 1,500 retweets. Well, it's all super overwhelming, he said. When I hit 1,000, I was contacted by Ryan Seacrest, and I was like, is this real life right now? Now, Hang actually got some help from local resident Kristen after her daughter Maya, a sophomore at the school, told her about the video and the tweets. Now, Kristen said she had a good friend who was a producer on the show, and after hearing the story from Maya, immediately told her friend. She asked about a great prom story, and I shot the video over, and she called me immediately. Now, Hang also appeared on Seacrest Radio Show on March 27th, helping the retweets really generate. Now, it started off as a fun little photo on Instagram when he photoshopped himself with the actress, and she said, too funny. Now, she did respond about the promposal, saying, too funny, 1,500 retweets, and I'll go on March 20th. Well, now it has happened. Now, the actress's mother confirmed through an agency that DeBerry works for that she is coming to the prom. She is fulfilling what she has set out to do, and it's still working on plans what to do, as Hang said. I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to have her just walking around all night. I do want some special time and some one-on-one -on -one time with us together. I'm going to be a little nervous, but I can't believe this is all happening right now. So lots of fun things going on there. I mean, hey, why not? If you can do it, make it happen. 
why not? And I wish him the best of luck at his prom, and hey, that is going to make it over the top. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a little break here. I am getting better for my sickness. You may recall last week I was pretty down in the dumps. I am getting over it, still a little sick, but I have a lot more energy here this week. So I'm going to release the reins to the D-team as you have questions and Aaron has answers, as he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all those questions with I Want to Know. We have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 and all kinds of fun. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to gear up as we have the one and only John Morris. Yes, the voice of Andy from every single Toy Story film stopping in here very shortly as well. So I'm excited for that. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Vacation by Disney and make it the most magical and memorable that you're going to have. Check them out at PixieVacations.com. All right, LVD heads, with that, I'm releasing the reins to the D-team, and I'll be right back. Woody's Roundup, right here every day. Woody's Roundup, come on, it's time to play. There's Jesse, the Oldland cowgirl. Woody's horse. He's a smart. Pete the old prospector. And Woody the man himself. Of course it's time for Woody's roundup. He's the very best. He's the rudeness, tootinest cowboy in the wild, wild west. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. You can bring home the adventure of Disney's Toy Story now on video with the talking and poseable figures of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. My name's Woody. Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Cool. He goes in the dark. Meet intergalactic Buzz Lightyear. His new spacesuit protects him from evil proton rays and comes equipped with a flip up arm communicator. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Lightyear and Woody figures are each sold separately. Batteries are included from Thinkway. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron. And I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Spring is in full swing here, 
And I'm definitely glad to see winter come to an end. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question comes from Richard Haven from Missouri, and he writes, Aaron, in Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Disney, Davy Crockett has been a favorite of mine for ages. I do miss the keelboats named after Mike Fink, King of the River. What were all the names of the keelboats that used to reside on the attraction at Walt Disney World? Thank you and miss that ride. Well, the Mike Fink keelboats debuted at Walt Disney World on opening day. They were based on the watercraft featured in two Disneyland shows, Davy Crockett's Keelboat Race and Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. The boats were named Gullywomper and Bertha May, just like in the Davy Crockett shows. After leaving the dock, the free-floating boats would sail around Tom Sawyer Island to view scenery around the rivers of America. Boats operated sporadically until May 17, 1997. One of the keel boats at Disneyland capsized that same year and probably led to the demise of the boats at Walt Disney World. I remember riding the boats at Disneyland, and they were a lot of fun, especially if you got to sit on top. Well, our next question is from Marge in Chicago, Illinois, and she writes, Diz Radio, love the show. Long-time listener since back in 2010 when you started. Was hooked after you had Chase from Mickey Mouse Club and the party on. My questions have to do with the Apple Dumpling Gang. In the first film, wasn't one of those kids, I think the youngest in a few classic films, maybe like Salem's Lot and some others, he looks really familiar. As most of you D-heads know, the Apple Dumpling Gang is one of my favorite Disney movies. The Apple Dumpling Game is a 1975 film about a gambler named Russell Donovan who is tricked into taking care of a group of orphaned children who eventually strike gold. The child you're referring to, Marge, is Clovis Bradley, played by Brad Savage. Savage was born in 1965. He's probably most remembered for his role as Danny in the 1984 movie Red Dawn. He was a prolific child actor who appeared in many television shows in the 70s and 80s, including Salem's Lot, Chips, Mork and Mindy, Emergency, and The Love Boat. He played the role of Danny Glick in Salem's Lot. He appeared in other Disney movies, No Deposit, No Return in 1976, Return to Witch Mountain in 1978, and The Secret of Lost Valley that premiered on Wonderful World of Color in 1980. Well, our final question this week comes from Mary Stern of New York, and she writes, Aaron of the D-Team, I've been in search of a Disney film for some time. The parts I recall is it involved a donkey, and possibly Don Knotts was in it. It was kind of Mr. Ed and Phil, but the donkey did not talk. I know that much. Thank you in helping me track down this film. Well, Don Knotts is one of my favorite actors, and I have two questions involving him this week. Awesome. The movie you're referring to is Gus. Gus was released in 1976, and the center character is Gus, a football-playing mule, and his trainer, Andy. The owner of the California Adams football team learns of this mule in Yugoslavia and brings him over as a novelty act. He eventually is put on the team because of his great kicking ability. A losing team starts winning games, but not everyone is happy about this and they plot to keep Gus from playing. This film has a great cast. Among them are Don Knotts as Coach Veneer, Tim Conway as Crankcase, Ed Asner as Hank Cooper, Dick Buckus as Rob Cargill, and John Uni- Johnny Unitas as himself. An interesting fact about this movie, this is 
the only one of their five films together that Don Knotts and Tim Conway do not share any scenes. There's a great DVD you can buy that is a four-movie collection with Disney Don Knotts that has both Apple Dumpling Gang movies, Hot Lead and Cold Feet, and Gus. I got it for my son for Christmas, and we've had a really good time watching them. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Listen to the thunder, hear the winds roar. Hurricanes are coming, board up the door. Load up the cannon, call out the law. Worst as calamity that folks ever saw. Girls run and hide, brave men shiver. I'm Mike Fink. King of the river. Oh, he's a ringtail roar and a tough old alligator. Oh, he's a bulldog bully and a real big populator. Oh, what a fighting devil. He'll spit right in your eye. He's gonna live forever. Born to mean to die. I am the original ringtail roarer from the Thunder and Lightning country. I'm a real snorter and a headbuster. I can outrun, outjump, outsing, outswim, outdance, outshoot, outeat, outbreak. Outtalk? Yeah, outtalk, outcuss, and outfight. Anybody in a whole Mississippi and Ohio River is put together. Well, Captain, uh, meet up with Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Davy, Davy Crockett. Tangling with Big Mike Pink. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. History remembers the name of his gun and some of the deeds he really done it's a battle royal as big mike fink matches wits and daring with davy crockett king of the wild frontier a head-on clash of kings you'll thrill to the keelboat race down the ohio river through raging rapids and hostile indian territory Hey, Davey, look out! There's a rock that is! Here is lusty, gusty entertainment, packed with action, fun, and adventure, telling new tales of America's most fabulous frontier heroes. <laughs> and when the king of the river joins forces with the king of the wild frontier, there's double trouble for the infamous pirates of the old Ohio River. 
here with WDW in 2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. Easter is coming soon, and to celebrate the season, the Grand Floridian Lobby has been decked out in edible artisan Easter eggs. The Grand's pastry team spends hours hand-painting the eggs every year using modeling chocolate, sculpted sugar, icing, and fondant. Each egg tells a different Disney story, from The Little Mermaid and Lady and the Tramp to this year's Frozen. They'll be on display April 4th through the 22nd, so if you're at the parks during that time, make sure to stop by. Tickets are now on sale for this year's Night of Joy on September 5th and 6th. Night of Joy is a special ticket event at Magic Kingdom featuring the top names in Christian music. Headliners include Hillsong United, Chris Tomlin, Mercy Me, and Casting Crowns. Single night tickets are $59 plus tax if you purchase them in advance, and a two-night ticket is also available. For $108, you get access to both nights and a one-day admission to either Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon, or Disney Quest. The two-night package is a great deal, but it's only available until August 5th. Check out the Disney Parks blog for a complete list of performers. As we get closer and closer to the Star Wars weekends in May, we're excited to announce that there will be two new Star Wars-themed character dining experiences. And they're not just available during the special event weekends. The Star Wars Dine-In Galactic Breakfast at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater and Jedi Mickey's Star Wars Dine at Hollywood and Vine will be available for reservations May 4th through June 15th. Don't wait to make your reservations, though, because these meals are sure to be huge hits. One last piece of exciting news. Disney Parks has just announced that changes will be made to FastPass Plus, allowing guests to book more than three FastPasses per day, as well as Park Hop. We can't wait to try it out. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? Why don't they answer? Buzz Lightyear, mission log, Stardate 4072. My ship has run off course and moved to Sector 12. I've crash-landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. Terrain seems a bit unstable. No readout yet if the air is breathable. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
Alright all of you D-heads, so I'm back and I hope you're enjoying show number 69 for the week of April 3rd, 2014 and all kinds of fun as we gear up for John Morris, the voice of Andy in every Toy Story film, stopping in here very shortly. And thank you to the D-team with Caitlin stopping in with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resorts with WDW and 2 and Aaron dipping his hand and answering all those questions for you D-heads with I Want to Know. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Dot com And remember, drop Aaron your questions directly. Many of you always send them to me. Drop your questions to Aaron directly. It makes it a lot easier, and you can connect up with him, E-R-I-N, at D-I-Z-Radio.com. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, as we get a little bit closer, we have more from the D-team. John Moore is stopping in. I'm going to jump right back in the news. And how about the Dish Network adding ESPN and the Disney ABC Watch services to their company? That's right. Following the wide-ranging distribution agreement revealed on March 4th, between Walt Disney Company and the Dish Network. They have now added a variety of different things with content across televisions, computers, smartphones, tablets, gaming consoles, and connected devices with the Watch ABC, Watch ABC Family, Watch Disney Channel, Watch Disney XD, and the Watch ESPN apps. Now, all of these are going to be available right there through the Dish Network now. Now, all you have to do to watch them is authenticate your server right there as you log in. So if you go to Watch ABC Family, Watch Disney Channel, you name it, it's going to ask you to select your provider and you log in and right there you can watch those shows right there if you are a Dish subscriber. Now this is a huge advancement for Disney and something that is great for anyone that is a Dish user. Now the Disney Channel and Disney XD are going to have a variety of different things as well including network streams and live programming right there on the Watch apps as it is airing on TV. Now how cool is that? Now there's going to be a variety of different things that they do have with this. Like I said, all you have to do is go online, subscribe, have your Dish Network ID ready and available. Now, pushing right along, since we are talking about TV, how about the Disney Channel ranking once again as TV's number one total day network for the 12th consecutive quarter in kids 6 to 11 and for the 20th straight quarter for tweens 9 to 14. Those are some feats. I mean, number one, they are dominating the television markets and bearing Nickelodeon. I mean, this is phenomenal for Disney. Number one for 12 consecutive quarters and 20 straight quarters for tweens. I mean, this is fantastic. Pushing right along, let's go overseas. And how about to the UK? And everybody loves Disney Infinity. My kids love Disney Infinity. Come on, how many of you just buy the Disney Infinity figures to put on your shelves in your studio or at work? I know you do. Now, the much-anticipated Phineas and Ferb toy box pack for Disney Infinity is now going to release in the UK on Friday, April 4th, Disney has announced. Now, the new toy box pack features the popular Phineas and Agent P characters from the Disney Channel animated series Phineas and Ferb. Now, you're going to have a variety of different things, including Agent P's Flying Fedora and Phineas's Baseball Blaster. Now, in the Phineas adventure, players are set into a giant pinball machine and challenged to create a play field where they can destroy waves of oncoming robots. In the Agent P adventure, players can participate in a top-down adventure with side-scrolling elements that pay homage to the old-school arcade games. Now, the set also includes two new power discs, including the Tri-State Area Terrain Texture Set and the Danville Sky Sky theme. Now, the Phineas and Ferb toy box will complete many different things with the Hall of Heroes, which in turn gives players the access to the Star Wars Lightsaber Ultimate Pack, granting access to a lightsaber weapon. 
In addition, the third wave of power discs are going to hit stores in the UK on April 11th. Now moving from uh, video games and the small screen and let's get to Broadway. It's the one thing we haven't touched based upon yet. And how about Aladdin on Broadway facing backlash from Arab Americans? Now it's been a magical first month for the new Disney Channel musical Aladdin, which has packed the house and won over many critics since its debut. Now the show's charm has many different things, great music, great characters. It has been huge in terms of the applause of praise that it has been getting. Well, many different things have happened, and now the theater blog identified as the Middle Eastern actor claims since it has gone viral that he has not gotten the part as the performer. Yes, in an email to the Huffington Post, a Disney representative explained why the ethnic breakdown of the cast can neither be confirmed nor denied. Per the company's adherence to the policy known as colorblind casting, ethnicity is left out of the casting process. Now, legally, the company is not allowed to ask potential employees what their ethnic background is at any point during the hiring process, the representative wrote. We encourage all actors of cultural backgrounds to audition for our shows and are fiercely proud of our talented and diverse cast. Still, since the auditions launched, the American Arab anti-discrimination community has been filing complaints from actors and actresses according that there has been many discrimination from them. This issue has always been there in Hollywood and on stage, whether it's appropriate for people to play other ethnicities, they have said. Now Aladdin, on the other hand, is tricky to claim anything for an ethnic group at stake because it is set in Agrabah. After all, it took shape in Hollywood and the original tale itself was invented by the Western civilization, as they have put it in history. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this, but uh, you know, I, I'm not going to touch upon that. I try to keep things pretty... Uh, politically free here on the show, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, in wrapping up some other things hot off the D-Wire here this week, how about Kohl's launching a Disney-branded apparel collection for kids? Now, Kohl's department stores that everybody knows, in fact, uh, if you did pick up the paper this week on April 3rd, you might even see my Princess Allie in the paper as she uh, was one of the models there this week. Now, Kohl's department stores and Disney announced a Disney-branded apparel collection for kids under the Jumping Beans brand, exclusively at Kohl's stores nationwide and the Kohl's website. Now, the fun and fashionable lines are going to feature Disney artwork and have a variety of different things and quality that parents have come to know from Kohl's. Now, the first collection is going to feature Disney's iconic characters, including Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, that are available now, and a new collection is going to be coming as well. Now, they have officially released, families are the center of everything we do, and now they will experience some Disney magic during their Kohl's shopping experience, said Josh Silverman, Executive Vice President and Licensing at the Disney Consumer Products brand. Now, through this collaboration, we have delivered a kids' fashion collection that's vibrant, fun, and pops with energy of Mickey and Minnie. Now, these are a variety of different things that are going to have, and the exclusive Disney-branded apparel from Jumping Beans is going to be in 12 to 24 months. Toddlers, 2T to 4T, boys, 4 to 7, and girls, 4 to 7. There's a lot of great things, and you can get this at Cole's official website or in the stores. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here. I'm going to get something to drink, and we're going to continue with our trip down memory lane as we have John Morris, the voice of Andy in every single Toy Story film, stopping in here very shortly here at the show. But before I do that, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. We have Paige back with the Magical Music Review, and we also have our D-team member from Down Under, Lexi, as she's going to give you the Hollywood walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins, take a break, and next time you hear me, I'm going to have a friend along with me as John Morris Andy is going to stop into the show. Be right back, all of you D-heads. It's too fast! How could you even tell what's on? Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. 
Too late. Back. I'm in the 40s. Got to go around the no, horns. Wait, Faster. Wait, 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 Woody was kidnapped. Woody once risked his life to save me. I couldn't call myself his friend if I weren't willing to do the same. I'm packing you your angry eyes, just in case. Let's move, move, move! Geronimo! Ah! To infinity and beyond! Don't talk to any toy you don't know! We'll have to cross. You're not turning me into a mashed potato. I may not be a smart dog, but I know what roadkill is. Drop! <laughs> oh! Ooh. Uh, all right, nobody look till I get my cork back in. Sure. I'm officially freaked out now. What are we gonna do, Buzz? Use your head. But I don't want to use my head! This Thanksgiving, the toys are back in town. Woody saves the day again! And just trying to get home. <laughs> it isn't a real rescue without Buzz Lightyear! In one piece. <laughs> We've been down this aisle already. We've never been down this aisle, it's pink! Back it up, back it up! I'm tour guide Barbie. I'm a marriage spot. I'm a marriage spot. I'm going to let go of the wall. Uh, what? He would. Uh, One. He would. Two. Five. Guys. Three. Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Toy Story 2. Ride like the wind, Bullseye. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. I think I feel a song coming on. Howdy, D-Heads. Paige here with a new Magical Music Review. This week's guest star is John Morris, the voice of Andy in the Toy Story Trilogy. I am one of many who grew up with Andy and the Toys. Released in 1995, Toy Story brought a whole new spirit to playing with toys as a child. Come on, I can't be the only one who thought their toys came to life when we left the room. And I'm still not entirely convinced they don't. Toy Story also brought us a song about friendship that will never die, thanks to the composer and songwriter, Randy Newman. You can also hear Mr. Newman's work in The Princess and the Frog. So come on! Let's head on over to 234 Elm Street and listen to some of the great songs from that one that started it all, Toy Story. For our opening number this week, I chose Woody's Roundup, sung by the group Riders in the Sky from Toy Story 2. But for the rest of the show, we'll focus on Randy Newman's three songs from the original film. To start, let's jump to right after Buzz and Woody's first meeting with Strange Things. With synthesizers, guitars, drum set, possibly an oboe and clarinet, and a trumpet, the melody is born. The drums give the song a good beat. Mr. Newman takes the lead on vocals, which represent Woody's thoughts during a montage of clips where Buzz is winning the hearts of the other toys, but more importantly, winning the heart of Andy. The audience starts to sympathize with Woody as his whole world starts to change, but we can also start to sense that something big is going to happen soon. Background singers add to Mr. Newman's voice during the chorus. Take a listen. Some strange things are happening to me. I have friends. 
go out the window, they both arrived at Pizza Planet, and much to their dismay, they have fallen into the hands of Sid Phillips. They both manage to escape Sid's room in the beginning, but get separated, and Buzz finally accepts the truth. He is a toy. The lyrics of I Will Go Sailing No More are made of Buzz's thoughts as he realizes he cannot fly. Again, Mr. Newman lends his vocal talents to portray the thoughts of a toy. With a trumpet fanfare to start, the song also has violin, a very subtle guitar and cymbal player, an oboe, flute, wind chimes, and the addition of timpani at the climax. The song is much softer than the one before it. It portrays Buzz's despair and his last surge of defiance in the climax when he makes his attempt to fly. Take a listen. In my silver ship I sail, a dream that ended too soon. Now I know exactly who I am. And I will go sailing no more. No, it can't be true. I can fly if I wanted to, like a bird. This last song has probably become one of the most famous in the Disney songbook, appearing in all three films, each time with a new vocalist. You've Got a Friend in Me represents the theme that is present in all three films amongst the toys and between the toys and Andy. Earning nominations for both the Golden Globe and an Oscar, the Randy Newman cover remains my personal favorite. Though he did not win either award, they instead went to Alan Macon and Stephen Schwartz for Colors of the Wind. Randy Newman's song is the overall theme song for the trilogy and lives on in our hearts. Enjoy the song that represents all that friendship should be. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend. 
friend in me You got a friend in me You got trouble And I got them too There isn't anything we wouldn't do for you We stick together all for a longer time this week, but it is time for me to head off. Buzz and Woody have a rocket waiting for me. They're going to teach me to fall with style. Until next time, D-Heads, have a great week. See ya! and their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down that piece of oh, I've never seen anything like it <laughs> to infinity and beyond some of them have been here for hours they can't put their puppets down hi kitty oh. <laughs> howdy partner howdy new at Burger King Toy Story puppets from the magical Hello. Disney movie I'm Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger get all four high quality puppets for your kids $1.99 each with any great tasting value meal Toy Story puppets you can't put them down looks like it's gonna be a long night I think we better get more puppets Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey D-Heads. Now, we all have a special place in our hearts for Toy Story. The movies began back in the mid-90s and continued all the way until 2010. So, over this time, we all developed such a strong emotional attachment to the toys and even to the special bond that they had with each other and, of course, with Andy. Now, we all know that there would be no toys for Toy Story 
if there were no Andy, right? After all, toys have to be there for a reason. <laughs> well, get excited because this week's special guest is none other than Andy himself. That's right, John Morris is here to talk about all things Toy Story. Now, for some background information. Did you know that when John auditioned for the role of Andy, he brought along over 40 X-Men action figures and made voices for them? So clearly the Pixar staff loved that, and thank goodness, because that is how we have our special Andy. Now, John has said in the past that giving his voice to Andy was more about playing, imagining, and just having fun. I think that is so wonderful. So, this week's special guest first voiced Andy when he was seven, then again at 14 for Toy Story 2, and finally at 25 for Toy Story 3. Oh, John also lends his talents to Andy in the Toy Story video games. Awesome. So John definitely grew alongside Andy and Toy Story, and Toy Story will always hold a special place in his heart. Now, it was well before Toy Story that John began his acting career. At the age of six, he starred in a national commercial for Chevron, and plenty of other commercials as well. He even provided additional character voices throughout the 1990s. These include The Little Engine That Could, Santa Boy in The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, what has this week's special guest been doing when he is not lending his talents to bringing Andy to life, and other characters as well? Well, he is studying and learning so much about his craft. In 2007, John even graduated from the University of California, the School of Theatre, Film and Television. He also earned his Bachelor of Arts in Theatre Arts, with a specialisation in acting and musical theatre. Pretty great stuff. So maybe the real-life Andy is a few years ahead of the Andy we all know in the film, but that's alright. Now, just another perk of being part of something so magical, John has a lot of Toy Story and Toy Story 2 memorabilia that he receives as gifts and they're still in mint condition and he plans on keeping them that way. How special! So thank you John Morris, without you Toy Story and Disney would not be the same.
Hi, this is Dave Thomas. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Red light mean it's going. I've been cool. I've been hungry. Now for a while, I guess most of my dreams have come true. With it all, Andy's going to college. Can you believe it? Mom, I'm not leaving till Friday. What are you going to do with these old toys? Guys, we all knew this day was coming. We're getting thrown away. No, no one's getting thrown away. We ain't ever getting played with. Hold on, this is no time to be hysterical. It's the perfect time to be hysterical. Should we be hysterical? Now, yes, maybe, but not right now. Come on, let's see how much we're going for on eBay. New toys! My nose. There it is. Here's your arm. Give me that. That's Honey, mine. The mustache. We're busting out of here. One, three. One, three. Whoa. Two, infinity. And beyond. <laughs> to reset your Buzz Lightyear, insert paper clip. Rex, use your finger. <laughs> Did you fix Buzz? Itakura espacial. Uh, sort of. Oh no. Oh yes. Return of the Astro Nut. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue every single week to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those is truly from your lifetime as well as his. Because you've grown up with Woody and Buzz and all the Toy Story gang, as well as our guest here this week. And we have none other than voice actor John Morris, who portrayed Andy in all three of the Toy Story films. He's also been a part of many other things and has a lot of different things in the works right now. So well. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you, Jonathan. Happy to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. As I mentioned, you know, somebody who, you know, from a lifetime of Disney, we talk about that on the show all the time, how everybody grows up with Disney and they have great memories of Disney. And that is true for you as well, because you portrayed Andy in the three Toy Story films to date. Now, I guess before we jump into that, I guess, how did that happen? How did it get started? How were you picked to be Andy and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah. So, um... You know, I was actually um, six years old <laughs> when I found out about the audition um, for Andy, and I um, I went in and uh, my agent called me and there was a you know sort of an open call um, for um, for this you know to play Andy and about a hundred kids showed up and I was one of them <laughs> and um, I remember um, quite vividly actually that the audition called for you for the um, for you to bring a, your favorite toy to the audition. And my mom, you know, came in my room and said, you have this audition, you need to bring your favorite toy. 
they want to just, you know, record you playing with your toy. And um, I couldn't just pick one because at that time I was really into X-Men figures. So um, I uh, I brought all 45 in a giant box. <laughs> and because, you know, you need them all to to uh, to play. I mean, you need the whole world, the world of X-Men. And so um, I brought them all, and I was this little kid with this big box, and you know, I came in and, and dumped them out, all out on the floor and just started playing with them. And the Pixar folks, John Lasseter and, and Lee Unkrich and Andrew Stanton, they all just sort of burst out laughing because <laughs> everyone else brought, like, a teddy bear or, you know, one one favorite toy. And I just had to bring the whole set and um, and then really launched in. And I think they, in in terms of his imagination and, and how engrossed he is and and then how much he cares about his toys and loves his toys and, and that they're really friends of his and mean so much to him. Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing, like you said, where, you know, you bring all these toys and it's something that you had to play with them all. We were all at that point in our lives where you can't just play with one. You have to have them all. And that's true with Andy. And, and you know, that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, when you were there on set and reading the lines, I mean, did you have any inkling as to what this movie was about? I mean, I know being six, you know, I guess what could you grasp at six years old uh, knowing about what was going on with this? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, John Lasseter, uh, the director for the first film, he has five sons. And so he um, he was in there with me, you know, in the booth telling me about the whole story and where Andy fits in and, and what, what Andy's feeling. And I know he related to Andy a lot too. Um, and, and had these two toys. And so there was, is sort of like an autobiographical, you know, autobiographical moment in a sense. Um, but I, in terms of, um, being part of the first, you know, feature length animated film done entirely by computers, that definitely went over my head <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I just was focused on playing Andy and really, um, you know, stepping into his shoes and, and, um, and, and there, like I said, there were a lot of similarities in that, how much I love to play with my toys and create these worlds and spend hours, you know, in my room playing with them. And so, um, I, I definitely understood him in that way. Uh, and, but John Lasseter was definitely instrumental in, um, you know, helping me connect the dots in terms of here's where Andy is in the story now. And, and um, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing, too, now where, you know, when they went on, the show went on, uh, you know, to just gross tons of money. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true. And it went on to be a cult favorite, you know, being the first film that was done completely of CGI. Now, when it came time for a sequel and it came time to bring Andy back, um, were you always in the forefront of, all right, we always want John to be Andy? Uh, was that something that they made sure that they wanted to do because it is the natural progression throughout the films? Yeah, they so they've always um wanted the continuity of the cast, you know, to continue and even you know with years between each film. Um what was interesting for me is I had turned uh 13, so my voice had changed <laughs> and um Andy was actually, you know, younger than I was at that point. And so um for the audition, I worked with a voice uh, voice coach and just to get back into that Andy kind of space. <laughs> um because Andy yeah, was a few years younger than me, and his voice hadn't changed, and um, so I I I did work with a with a voice coach, and then was able to get back there because um, Andy has a lot of energy and a and a lot of excitement in his voice, and so um, so I know that they wanted that continuity and uh, to the third film as well. But yeah, it's interesting when there's you know years between the films, um, you know, voices can change. And they do change, especially if you're if you're a younger person. And it, it, it was it was interesting for me at that time. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and now moving on to the third film, you know, because it is all three films. Now, the third film for many is a favorite, you know, finally passing on those toys and things like that. Was it truly as sentimental for yourself as well with the conclusion of this? How did you feel being Andy, you know, passing on these beloved characters who now have been part of your life for the past 18 years? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was incredibly meaningful and, and sentimental to me. Um, I remember when I when I saw the finished film, I cried. You know, I was so touched by, um, by the way that um, they crafted the story and, and put everything together. And and also um, at that time, my sister, my younger sister, was going to college, and you know, um, I was out of college, and so it really meant a lot to my mom watching the film too. And there was a really personal connection, and and it was um, it was bittersweet too because it's such an incredible. Um, you know, final piece of this of this trilogy, but I um, I, I was I was sad to to move on, you know, from it. And such an amazing world, and so amazing to work with the the folks at Pixar and, and Disney. And so, um, yeah, it was bittersweet. It was bittersweet, but but very. Um, very touching. Well, you know, and it is a touching moment because, you know, I know I'm a father of four kids and, you know, watching the film, I can relate to it from my own childhood. I can relate to it, you know, watching my children with their favorite toys. Now, um, looking back at all the films, is there any one of the three films that is your absolute favorite? The one where, you know, that's the one that meant the most to you, whether that was offset, working with the team or just, you know, something in general that just that made that one the most special. Yeah, uh, gosh, it's hard to choose because <laughs> each one, you know, was special <laughs> for different reasons. Um, but I, I, you know, I was older, and so just having a, a greater sense of of what it meant to me, and then, um, and and then fans, and um, and also um, it it just being, yeah, like I said, the the most emotionally significant, and so just really being able to to you know sort of dig into to what um, Andy's going through and, and also having more acting training myself at that point. So feeling a little more confident, you know, in, in portraying Andy as well. Um, I, I think, yeah, the, the third one does stand out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you know, when it comes time for the films, now, you know, everybody now has become aware that you were Andy for the, you know, all three films, 18 years. Now, I guess, how does it feel, you know, all these years later, knowing that not only did you grow up with these films, but other kids have grown up with these films and passed it on? Is that something that you get recognized for, you know, pretty often? Or when people find out, they're like, no way, it was the same person for all three films? Yes, I get those those two reactions <laughs> quite quite often. Um, it's funny because uh, people will hear my voice and there's sort of like a moment, you know, some, some will have a sort of double take. It's like, I, you seem familiar. Do I know you? Or, you know, and then I share and it's like, Oh my gosh. And it just like clicks, clicks for them. Um, but uh, absolutely. It's um, people are, are very surprised because, you know, like you said, it's, it's 18 years in the making and to have that kind of continuity over all of that time is 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 pretty notable and um and unique in a way and not always the case with with trilogies as we know um and so it uh yeah it's 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 always really special to talk with fans and to talk with with people and to see that kind of amazement in their eyes <laughs> like it was you know oh my gosh all th all three films and and you played him and yeah it's 
it's, it's always really fun. Now, you know, with the cast, I'm sure this is something, you know, when you're a voiceover artist, you're always working in the studio alone nowadays. It's not like the old days where everybody did roundtables and whatnot, you know, but did, ha, over time, have you had a chance to, you know, meet, you know, Tim and Tom and, uh, you know, John Ratzenberger, who's a big guest on our show and many other people. Have you had a chance to, you know, connect with them either during the filming of all these or also after the fact? Yeah, you know, I have, which has been really nice. Um, for the third film, um, there were more um, sort of events and uh, and different their premiere, of course, but then different different events. And there was a marathon I attended where they showed all three films, and um, Estelle Harris was there, and and so um, I have I have gotten a chance to spend you know some time with them, especially at the premieres and after parties. Um, something fun about Toy Story three was that uh, I recorded part of it in New York because I was living there. And um, Lori Metcalf was also in a in a Broadway show, and so there were a few times where our sessions were booked back to back, and so we had a moment where you know she was coming out of her session, I was entering mine, or vice versa, and we could have a nice moment, which was especially significant because she played my mom, <laughs> so it was just nice to talk with her and and to you know have have fifteen minutes to talk and and just um, and you know get that familiarity. Um, you know, which then transferred on screen because, of course, she's playing my mom. And so that that was really nice and, and sticks out in my mind. But, um, yeah, talking with, with the with the cast of premieres and, and um, I talked to Joan Cusack at the Toy Story 3 premiere at length, and that was really nice. Um, yeah. Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, it has to feel good. You know, this film and this whole franchise now has become ingrained in the Disney Pixar worlds, um, you know, from video games to, you know, I mean, in the parks and everywhere. And it's one of those things now where even though you're not voicing, you know, artwork of Andy or you're not voicing anything else, it's the kind of thing where you see Woody's boots, you see it say Andy, or you go to the parks and you see something referencing Andy. It's one of those. Do you feel that connection where, you know, you, you feel like it is you? Because, you know, even though there isn't a voice with it, the artwork there is, that's Andy. That's who I was. Yeah, I do. I do always feel that connection. Um, and, yeah, it's like um, Andy... Uh, it it's always felt like like Andy is there um like you were saying and and um and I think the reason that um it resonates so much with fans is that that personal connection with their toys um is universal you know and and that and that kind of connection these are my toys and and I'm their owner I'm going to take care of them and and you know for years and years and years and years and and so absolutely I always smile to myself you know when I see Woody and Buzz really anywhere, and any of the toys, all of the toys. Um, you know, I'll see kids, I'll be walking, and I'll see, you know, a, a kid playing with just a toy or, or holding on, you know, to to one of the Toy Story toys, and, and I just smile to myself, and, and, it, and I'm so proud to be part of, part of this, you know, incredible, incredible trilogy, incredible world. Now, I guess, speaking of toys, you know, it's one of those things where I truly enjoy toys, and, you know, I mean, there's television shows like Toy Hunter, and they're big. Do you have any toy from your childhood that you've held on to all these years or one that if you could get your hands on a, a version of it again, it's just one that you would always want? I mean, it's just that one where you're like, I wish I could have it once more. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I have um, I have quite a few toys saved in a box for my kids, um, like the X-Men <laughs> figures and X-Men cards and, and, um, and you know, Ninja Turtles and... And so I, I have those saved <laughs> um, for them, and 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 I do have this um, this bear 
um, up on a shelf uh, that I had uh, really from when I was two years old. Uh, his name's Sonny Bear. So he's like a really special, you know, sort of family, uh, you know, stuffed animal that, that means a lot to me. And um, and I don't uh, – so I have him too. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's interesting. There there were a lot of toys. I, I grew up in New York, and um, there were a lot of toys we had as kids that – my sister and I kind of scratch our heads, like, where did they go? I don't know. <laughs> you know, we we played with them so much at that time, and like this um, set of Sylvania toys. They were like all these little animal families. I remember we used to play with, and it's like, where did they go? <laughs> you know. So I guess if I could play with one more set of toys or with my kids, it would be the Sylvania set because yeah, it was just we had this um, townhouse and city hall and. And you know, little boats, and then there were these little families of animals, and and you know, that was kind of um, that was a sweet memory that I would play with my sister uh, for hours, really. So I guess that that would be the one set. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you know, aside from toys and Toy Story, as fun as it is to get down and play with your toys and you know, be part of the Toy Story franchise, I guess moving along, you know, it has been eighteen years, so you've moved along as well. So I guess, what are you doing now? What do you currently have in the works, or where can people find out more about John Morris? Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm living in San Francisco, and I'm still doing uh, voiceover. Uh, so I, of course, would love to do another. <laughs> film with with um disney and pixar um but i uh, i'm also working on a few children's books so i have a few children's books in the works and I, i've also been working on a novel for quite a few years um that's set a hundred years in the future uh in a city that resembles london so um that's been really exciting and um it's been it's been nice to write and and work on those um, as well. Very cool. So, you know, we're going to be able to see, you know, author and then hear your voice uh, all over as well, because, you know, as much as people don't realize, you know, you also lent your voice to other classics like The Nightmare Before Christmas and, you know, other things like that as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas and um, Lego Island, played Pepper, the pizza delivery dude. <laughs> and um, and Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, was, was a blast. Uh, there were about seven other kids and myself and uh, that was such a fun, fun project. I love that film as well. So yeah, I, I, well, I know, still watch it around the ho- around Halloween. And <laughs> well, I was ready to say you must really love that film too, just because you know being uh, born in October and having a Halloween film under your belt, it has to be enjoyable to watch. Yeah, exactly. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I guess with Toy Story, you know, uh, you know, author, voiceover artist, anything else for all your fans out there and for everybody that has grown up with Toy Story and everybody else that connects with, you know, Andy and their toys and everything else. Is there anything you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans that are listening in? Yeah, gosh, I just would like to say um, I just would like to say thank you. Thank you for embracing this story and embracing these characters. And I'm just so happy that. Andy and all these other wonderful characters have meant so much to so many fans, um, you know, and that they've been touched by the story. I, I receive fan mail really from all over the world and have received some really special drawings and, and cards from fans. And um, those always mean a lot to me because I, you know, hear from individuals about how this trilogy and, and Andy and my work in the films has, you know, what it has meant to them. And, and that's been really valuable and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. And so, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And, and, um, I'm, I'm glad they love the films and glad they have a special place 
you know, in their heart too. Definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing where you can pass it down. I've passed it down to my kids and, you know, as much as people are like, should they do a four or not? Maybe one day if they do, uh, you'll be able to reprise that role as, uh, you know, Andy as the father of uh, the next generation. Maybe one day. Yes. <laughs> well, John, it was our pleasure having you stop in and talking with all the fans out there and leaving such a legacy. You know, not only is it the first animated film to be done completely by CGI, you know, it has gone on to be a cult favorite, a cult classic, and one that resonates with everybody of all ages. So thank you once again for stopping in and chatting with all of us here. Thank you, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. I was on top of the world, living high. It was right in my pocket. I was living the life. Things were just the way they should be. Some strange things are happening to me I had friends I had lots of friends Now all my friends are gone And I'm doing the best I can Carry on I had power I was respected But not anymore And I've lost the love The one who
Oh, great, you found them. Where were they? Here in the car. See? Now, what did I tell you? Right where you left them. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show, Taking That Trip Down Memory Lane. Toy Story has been ingrained into many people's childhoods, adulthoods, and more. I remember seeing Toy Story as a senior in high school, and I just loved it. And it was just one of those things that changed my life, and I'm sure it's changed all of your lives as well. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to John Morris, the voice of Andy in every single Toy Story film for taking the time out of his schedule and sharing all those memories from all these films. You know you have been part of our lives for the last 18 years, and it's going to go down in Disney history. We're going to keep an eye out on the horizon for your books and more, and maybe we can help you track down those long-lost toys that you're still looking for. Thank you, John, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Lexi, Caitlin, and Paige, all for stopping in here this week. Without the D-team, there would be no show. So thank you, D-team, for stopping in with your signature segments, and remember to connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com. And finally, thank you, the D-heads. The show is made for you. You are the reason we come back every week, so thank you for tuning in. It truly is an honor to help you take that trip down your lifetime of Disney every single single week and we do the show for you so thank you for stopping in and sharing these shows sharing in your lifetime of disney and spreading the word to all of your friends family and all those who just love our unique new kind of disney show thank you d heads for stopping in so before i let you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week here at the show for show number 70 i do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at disney on demand and first and foremost you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com that's dizradio.com there you can find our complete list of archives our back shows and download them right there our latest news blogs connect up with the d team and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com dizradio.com you can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on facebook at facebook.com slash disney on demand you can friend us on facebook at facebook.com slash disney blue and that's blu you can follow us on twitter instagram instant messenger pinterest and more just search disney blue blu or diz radio diz radio and remember you can get the show right there in the palm of your hand with stitcher radio and in iTunes, just subscribe right there and get the latest shows every single week right there to listen to on your mobile device. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, April is full in motion. We've been taking that trip down memory lane. So, in keeping with that vibe of going down memory lane for the last 18 years of Toy Story, let's go a little bit farther back. One that spans generations. One that is generation to generation. It is one that your parents grew up with. It's one that I grew up with in reruns, and I'm sure it's some of you younger D-heads out there have grown up with as well. And next week for show number 70, we have a very special treat because we have none other 
than the Beeves stopping in. Yes, Jerry Mathers is going to be stopping in here at the show. Yes, Leave It to Beaver icon, television history legend is going to be stopping in here at the show. And Jerry Mathers is going to stop in, talk about what it's like growing up being the Beaver, also his made-for-TV movie, the new Leave It to Beaver show, and many other things, including what is he doing now. So I am very excited, all of you D-heads, to have Jerry Mathers stopping in here next week here at the show. So, all VD heads, with that said, keeping it fun, keeping it magical, I hope we were able to bring you a little bit of something extra from your lifetime of Disney and help you take that moment out of your busy, crazy, hectic week and relive all those memories from your lifetime of Disney. So, as always, as we always get busy, as I always say every single week, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. I'll see you online, all VD heads, and catch you next week. You got a friend in me You've got a friend in me When the road looks rough ahead And you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed You just remember what your old pal said Yeah, you've got a friend in me Baby, you've got a friend in me you got a pal in me And you've got a friend in me You got your troubles Well, I got them too There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you We stick together and see it through Cause you've got a friend in me Darling, you've got a friend in me Now some of the boys might be a little smarter than I am Or bigger and stronger too (laughs) Maybe, but nothing is ever gonna love you the way I do Oh, it's me and you lose And as the years go by Our friendship will never die You're gonna see it's a destiny Cause you've got a friend in me My baby, you've got a friend in me Now some of the boys might be a little smarter than I am Bigger and stronger too Maybe none of them is ever gonna love you the way I do Cause it's me and you And as the years go by Our love will never die You're gonna see It's our destiny You got a friend in me Baby, you've got a friend in me I, you, me, you and me 
You got friends My darling You Got a friend In me Oh no! Dr. Porkchop's attacking the haunted bakery! Pew, pew, pew. The ghosts are getting away! <laughs> what are you? Stop them! Buzz Lightyear to the rescue! Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.